Okay. Uh, we're going oh, to start back here at, uh, in Deuteronomy again, but let me back up just a second. In Deuteronomy, if you go to chapter 1, notice this. Uh, now, they are at the promised land. This is the second time. Remember, they didn't get in the first time because they said, we can't go in there. Okay, so here we are. Now they're back again, and they've already, excuse me, I messed up. They've already oh, wiped out. I mean, the promised land stuff has taken place. They, the Amalekites got wiped out. The Midianites have got wiped out. And they're not even there. And on the edge of this, before you get in the promised land, it looked so beautiful. It was called the land of Eden. It looked like the land of Eden. Three tribes, remember there's 12 tribes. Three of them said, hey, we want to stay over here. Remember Moses got mad and said, yeah, that's just like y'all. We get to the promised land. You say you're not going. They go, no, 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 no. We're going. We're going. But we want this land over here. And Moses said, okay then. All right. So this book records Moses' address. To the people of Israel, when they were camped in the valley of Arabah in the wilderness of Moab, east of the Jordan River, that meant they weren't in the promised land yet. They're in the east side, okay? Cities in the area included, you know, make-believe. No, they weren't. Here they are. But anyway, the speech was given on February 15th, 40 years after the people left Mount Horeb, though it only takes 11 days. You know, when God got them out from Pharaoh, they were slaves. They came out. They were only 11 days away from being in the promised land. Now, they weren't going to go for really a, a year later, but that's because the Lord was going to set up the tabernacle, and the, it, was, it was setting up everything for them to be totally be blessed, and, and, and it, they were being blessed. Anyway, though it only takes 11 days to travel by foot from Mount Horeb to Kadesh Barnea, going by the way of Mount Seir. At the time of this address, here's those kings. King Sahan of the Amorites was defeated. I mean, it was like, there was no battle. Boom, out. The next guy, King Og, he was the giant. Remember, his bed's in a museum. His bed was over 13 feet long, whatever. Here then is Moses' address. Now, when you read, uh, let me switch back to, look, look at this just a second. Look at, look at these lists of books right here. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. All of it, and Judges, historic. Even Ruth is historic. Okay. On a perfect timeline, uh, right after Ruth... Perfect timeline again. Israel's totally scattered. They don't have a prayer because they've been worshiping idols. Samuel comes on the scene. He's just a little boy, okay? The Philistines have run over and taken over the whole promised land. But anyway, King Saul comes on board, okay? And he was a nobody, but the Lord was trying to use somebody, just like in the book of Judges, we just mentioned Samson, these rare people at Samson and Gideon and all these different people in the book of Judges. They were just like one-timers. But anyway, then all of a sudden, so in 1 Samuel, you really have the first king, which is Saul, but he's chasing David the whole time. Yes, the David of the Bible, David and Goliath, because Saul was a terrible king, and he knew that David was going to take over. But anyway, so then you get 1 Kings and 2 Kings, and now we've got history of all these. Now, these kings are, are sons of David, okay? Except for on the other side, they're not. They're, they're somebody else because the kingdom was split. But anyway... Here's what I was going to tell you about Deuteronomy here. Finally, the people woke up and they were like, and they would all come to Jerusalem to hear the book of the law. This is what they heard. Now, they had all the other, but they would come and hear this speech right here. And so they would hear it was 40 years ago at Mount Horeb that Jehovah, our God, told us you've stayed here long enough. Now go and occupy the country. Anyway, so this is the address and it just keeps going and going and it doesn't take long. 
you would have sat there and heard all this, and it would have been interesting because, of course, it's interesting to us. But like I like to show you here, we truly are more than conquerors. When Jesus came here on earth, he was healing everybody. It, it was walking on water, all these fantastic things. People came with problems, and they got solved. And like, what, all, what is all this? Same thing you and I have today. Now, so let's skip ahead. So here we are. We've got all the way to chapter 6, so let's pick up. He's still talking. The Lord your God told me to give you all these commandments, which you are to obey in the, which you are to obey in the land you will soon be entering, where you'll live. So it's not like, well, I don't know what the Lord wants me to do, and I don't know. It's right there in front of us. Okay. The purpose of these laws is to cause you, your sons and grandsons, to reverence the Lord. Remember the Bible says the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. See, but if we're taught that there's no God, we're just ourselves, you know, man, we're already on a downhill path. Watch this. To reverence the Lord by obeying all his, his, all his instructions as long as you live. Look at this. If you do. See, it's so ridiculous to go to church and hear what God wants us to do. And we never hear what he promised he would do. It's just lopsided. It's lopsided. Yes, we owe him this and we owe him that. But my goodness, that's not the story here. Look at this. Do you know the first commandment with promise? Remember that? It's to kids. Honor your father and mother. What? That it may be well with you. God's tricking the kids, isn't he? Is it a trick or is it just smart? If you don't take care of your parents, you are in trouble. And every one of us in this room know people that don't take care of their parents. They don't care about their parents and whatever. And just look at their life and you'll go, I can see that promise working against them. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, if you do, look at this, you will have a long, boy, what does that do to cancer? It's like, bye-bye, don't add to this and say, yeah, but sometimes. There's no sometimes. That's what prayer is about. You, you bring this to the Lord and say, Lord, look, I need help. Now, remember, if you blow it in anything, you've got, I'll use this, you've got the blood. You have the blood of the lamb every year. You've got the blood of the lamb you could bring. If you did something, you're like, you brought it before the priest and said, hey, look, and you told the priest what happened, and this is, I'm bringing my lamb as a sin offering. But now you had a sin offering every year anyway. Your whole family came to the tabernacle. Now what do we do today? Jesus, well I don't know where my cross is, but nonetheless, Jesus has died for us. So we don't want to forget any of this. Because Jesus is taking care of it all. It's so simple. What is it? 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I believe it was Peter that wrote, I had to take time to look, but I think it's Second Peter. It said they've forgotten that they were purged of their old sins. They've forgotten. We don't need to be forgetting. But here's how you forget. You don't ever read. You don't ever know these things. All right. You'll have a long, prosperous years ahead of you. Therefore, O Israel, listen closely to each command and be careful to obey it so that all will go well with you. Look at that phrase. All will go well. Do you know today, in the next few moments, all will go well? Remember the angels when they came when Jesus was born? It said goodwill. What do you think goodwill? Goodwill to all men. We've chopped it up and said there's not any. Well, now you can see why uh, there's so much difficulty out there because people are not trusting this. Okay, here we go. Therefore, O Israel, listen closely to each command so that it will go well with you so that you'll look at that. You'll have many children. Ah, but Lord, Lord, I, I have a medical condition and you don't understand that I can't have kids. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, try that on the Lord. He said not one. Not one. Praise the Lord. Incredible. How could that be? It just is part of your promise. 
My goodness. Oh, let me, I, I just can't help but mention. Let, let's back up. This, this, this was Moses 40 years ago, right when they crossed the, the ocean. You know, the wall was up real high, and they walked through on dry ground, you know. Look at this. Uh, it's 20. Let me go to, no, it's 23. Okay. Oh, let's see. Oh. Look at that. Verse 25. This is Exodus 23. Now, it, it hadn't been like 15 minutes since Moses, since Aaron, excuse me, I'm going to get my storage right. Since Pharaoh drowned in the ocean behind him, walls came. <laughs> You're going to serve the Lord your God. I'll bless you with food and water. Well, that's nice. It's his responsibility to feed you and not just barely get by. Oh, I can't stand to hear that. Someone says, yeah, God shall supply all your needs. He didn't say supply your wants. He said supply your needs. Oh, please. Let me ask you this. Jesus say, I've come to you might have life and have life. No, he said, have it more abundantly. Wow. Look at this. I'll bless you with food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Oh, Rich, I don't believe that. Well, that's just, that's something you need to work on yourself. Praise the Lord. Work on that. Think about what he said. And once you convince yourself that God said that, not some man, whatever, and I, I can tell you right now, no man would say that because there'd <laughs> be holes all in it. God said, okay, I'll take away all sickness from among you. Look at that. There it is. There will be no miscarriages nor barrenness throughout your land. You will live out the full quota of your days. Now, if that doesn't make you, I, praise the Lord. I don't care what, if you had a bad report, or maybe you have kinfolk that died with heart attacks above you, and you're thinking, oh, God, I'm approaching that age, or whatever, or whatever. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not that you're going to heaven anyway. We already know that. We're not worried about that part. But you should, your life should extend. Praise the Lord. All right, hey, it's up to us. Okay, wow. All right, let's go back to this. So here we are. We're over here, and no wonder he says it in a speech right here. Sixth chapter. All right, here we go. Uh, we're about, about verse 7 right here. Okay, uh, let's see. Back up again. Yeah. So you'll have a long, prosperous life ahead of you. Okay. And he says, uh, you'll have many children. If you obey these commandments, you will be, become a, a great nation in a glorious land, flowing with milk and honey, even as the Lord God of your fathers promised you. Now, remember, let's don't go to sleep on a land flowing with milk and honey. It's not like, <laughs> this there's better places. <laughs> no, this was the cream of the crop right here. Praise the Lord. So you should be looking for that. Now, think with me just a moment. What did David say? Five, let's see, 600, anyway, it was several hundred years later. I think about 700, but it doesn't matter. David came later, and he writes, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. My cup overflows. Wow. Anyway. Oh, Israel, listen, Jehovah is our God, Jehovah alone. You must love him with all your heart, soul, and might. Now, remember, there was a guy that came to Jesus one time, and he said, what's the greatest commandment? That's what Jesus said. You've got to love the Lord your God. In other words, he needs to be it. Now, we hear today, put him first. And then we hear all these rules. Well, put him first. No, don't, don't drink that Coke. Put the Lord first. You got it backwards. You're still working your way to put him first. Well, I put him first because as much as I don't want... Oh, I don't mean to say that. I read my Bible five hours in the morning before I do anything. <laughs> Are you trying to earn something? Now, if you want to read your Bible five hours, fine, fine. But don't be trying to earn anything. Just love the Lord. 
Wow. You must, con- must think constantly about his commandments I'm giving you today. Now, you know, that's, that's really, that's not like, oh, God, holy Lord, Lord didn't want me watching TV. No, he, that's not what he said. All you do is just think about what, uh, how, in other words, like what we, we sort of followed through one time. What would Jesus do? Remember those things? Anyway, you must teach your children and talk about them when you're at home or out for a walk at bedtime the first thing in the morning. I mean, just think, praise the, I mean, imagine. God's going to keep you safe today. He's going to bless you today. Is that so hard? Instead of thinking, well, you never know. God's going to take something away from you. Oh, please. He said, tie them on your finger. Wear them on your forehead. What's wrong with tying on, on your forehead and on your finger, knowing that there's not going to be anyone barren? And, and these goes to your cattle, too. You know, it's not, well, I got, you know, like I said, you, you want to have a farm? Well, I got a bunch of dud cows. They can't ever have, you know, calves. No, no, no. You should be going to Jesus about that, and he'll turn it around. Write them on the doorpost of your house. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land he promised, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and when he has given you, look at this. And now listen, these same promises are ours today. Jesus was healing. I told you the woman that was bent over in Luke chapter 13. And he said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, be loosed? Yeah, but wait a minute, Lord. Does, did she, isn't there some secret reason you're healing her? No, just because she was a daughter. Paul wrote over and over again in the New Testament letters to churches saying that we are blessed with faithful Abraham. Well, there you go. He's going to give you great cities. Look at this, full of good things. That's the reason I'm asking for praise reports all the time. All the, all the, what, what's happened this week? Because it is. Look at this, cities you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, vineyards, and olive trees you didn't plant. Oh my gosh, it must be just grape juice. We don't want no wine. I mean, please, keep reading. And when you've eaten, and look at this, when you've eaten and you can't hold no more, then beware. What do I got to do? Lest you forget the Lord, look at that, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, the, the land of slavery. That's the reason it's so important to remember these stories. And I would challenge you just to go back and, and it's, it's easy, Exodus, that means exit, they got out. The story starts with Moses immediately, basically. You could, it's real quick. But anyway, and just see if you can just recount those miracles because you should, you should be able to remember some of them and go, you know, praise the Lord, because he's still the same. Okay, when you are full, don't forget to reverence him. And look at that. And reverent him. Be, don't forget to be reverent to him and serve him and use his name to endure, endorse your promises. In other words, I swear by the living God that I'm going to do this. You use his name. You know, that's what he's talking about. And what he was saying, don't swear about, is don't swear to something that you're not going to do. It's not about saying GD. Oh, we've missed it so much. Good grief. Okay. All right. All this cursing stuff. Jesus cursed a fig tree. Mercy. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> he wasn't trying to be kind to it. He just said, nobody eat fruit from you forever. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> it happened too. And nobody, it withered up by the next day. You must not worship the gods of the neighboring nations. For Jehovah your God who lives uh, among you is a jealous God. His anger may rise up against you and wipe you off the face of the earth. You must not provoke him and try his patience as you did when you complained against him at Manasseh. Now remember John 3.16, you keep reading, God so the world, he gave his only begotten son. He said, he that believeth in him is not condemned. But he that doesn't believe, he's condemned already. He's already in the, you're in the bag, buddy. Whoa. Nothing's going to stop horrible judgment. Okay. 
So this is this all makes just perfect. Anyway, let's keep reading. 17. You must actively obey him in everything he commands. Only then will you be doing what's right and good in the Lord's eyes. If you obey him, look at that, all will go well with you, and you'll be able to go in and possess the good land uh, the Lord your God promised your ancestors. Look at that. You'll be able to throw out all the enemies living in the land as the Lord agreed to help you. Now think of all these wonderful promises. No weapon formed against you will prosper, Isaiah said later. He just come up with that out of the blue? No, it's just obvious. The shield of faith, does it quench half of the fiery darts or all of them? It quenches every fiery dart. The last thing uh, Paul said in a letter, the sixth chapter, if you sliced it up, so the last 20% or whatever, 15%, 20%, whatever, uh, of that letter, you know, hey, above all, take the shield of faith. It'll quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Look at this. In the years to come, now here we go. What's the purpose of all these laws? When your kids say, what, 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 why are we doing all this, Daddy? You must tell him. See, people are, today, they don't even know. Christians don't even really know. They don't even know Noah because they're taught, hey, okay, it's a local flood. It was a real flood. I was on my mountain just the other day. And on purpose, I'm passing by these rocks. And I picked out a different rock. Looked over there, seashells, seashells, seashells. And they're not deteriorated seashells. They're created fossils by pressure and water. It was a flood. Okay. Anyway, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and he brought us out of Egypt with great power and mighty miracles, uh, with terrible blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. We saw it with our own eyes. He brought us out of Egypt so that he could give us this land he promised our ancestors. And he's commanded us to obey all these laws and to reverence him so that he can preserve us alive as he has until now. You know, God's going to keep you blessed. He's going to keep you alive. Hallelujah. We're only going to cover two chapters. This is the last verse in this one. For it all goes well with us when we obey all the laws of the Lord our God. And you can read the book of Kings. Hezekiah, great king. His son Manasseh, terrible. That's how quick it changes. And Manasseh wanted to do that on purpose. I don't care what my daddy does. And I can tell you right now, if Dustin wasn't following Christ, he'd be dealing with the same things. It wouldn't be going well with him. He'd be living his own man life or whatever. But he's chosen to choose the God of his dad. Because he knows the God of his dad personally. He's found out, praise the Lord, glory to God. This stuff works, but it switches so fast. You know, praise the Lord. Now, he doesn't stop. He's still talking, isn't he? So all these people are gathered there years later. And listen, actually, all these people today. When the Lord brings you to the promised land, as he soon will, he will destroy the following seven nations, all greater and mightier than you are. Remember, they were scared to go 40 years ago. Oh, we can't. And all they had to do is remind themselves of what God did. to Egypt at that time was world conquerors. In their own area. You just didn't mess with Egypt. They were tough. Anyway. He said, I'm going to wipe out the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. When the Lord your God delivers them over to you to be destroyed, do a complete job. Don't make treaties with them. Don't show mercy. Utterly wipe them out. He said, well, that's just racist, Lord. Now, wait. Look what was behind this. Don't intermarry with them lest your sons and daughters marry their... Lest your sons and daughters marry their sons and daughters. That would surely result in your people beginning to worship their gods. Now, as you read these stories, they were roasting their kids. It wasn't barbecue. It was roasting their kids. And God was not going to have that take place. He wanted this, these groups thrown out of this land. 
Wickedness was just horrible. See, we think of the Aztecs in South America, and we've seen Indiana Jones and human sacrifice, and we don't, we don't, we don't think much of it. We just think, well, I guess that's, that's down there. No, it was on the promised land. Horrible stuff. Matter of fact, I told you, Hezekiah, great king, super king, loved Jesus. It was wonderful. All was going well. His son Manasseh roasted his kids. Man, it's terrible. And then what's funny is, guess what old Manasseh did? Manasseh repented toward the end, and it was, uh, I'm trying to figure which prophet was, but it, that, was, that was there. To, he said, have you ever seen such a guy repent as much as Manasseh had? Well, Manasseh turned his life around at the end. Talk about just mercy. God. Anyway, all right, that'll surely, they'll worship, anyway, <laughs> the anger of the Lord will be hot against you, and he'll surely destroy you. Well, guess what? Let's take the opposite of this. Let's just say I'm going to worship the Lord. God's going to be my God. He's always been my God since I was a little kid. Well, hello. Look at this. You're never going to have the anger of the Lord hot against you, and he's not going to destroy you. Praise the Lord. But we got Christians today that just believe, you know, I mean, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, and, you know, and I'm going to be like Job, and God's going to crush me. Well, if you read the story, Job 1, it was the devil that crushed him. Remember, the devil and God were talking about it. Well, have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> Mercy. <clears throat> anyway, that didn't take that, that story. You look at it, didn't last but about six months or a year and a half. And then at the end of it, Job got, I think it was ten times as much. Okay, back. All right, you'll break down. See, so here's the problem. You'll break down the heathen altar, shatter the obelisk and, the other, and uh, cut up the, the shameful images and burn the idols. For you are a holy people dedicated to the Lord. He chose you from all the people on the face of the whole earth to be his chosen ones. Now, watch this. He didn't choose you or pour out his love upon you because you were larger than any other, for you were the smallest. Look at this. It was just because he loves you. Wow. And because he kept his promise to his ancestors. Now, you can rely on these things right here. You need to know He loves you, but then also know that He loved those ahead of you, and that's why He's blessing you today. It's not because of just me, you know. He said, understand therefore the Lord your God is the faithful God who for a thousand generations, and there's not been a thousand since Adam so far. Up to Jesus was only, see, 13, 13, no, 14, 14, 14, 30, what we say it was, 40, 42, and we've been only got and there's more time on the other side of the cross than there is, and it's only been two thousand years now. Understand, therefore, the Lord your God is a faithful God for a thousand generations, keeps promises, and constantly loves those that love Him and who obey Him. But those who hate Him shall be punished publicly and destroyed. He will deal with them personally. Now, notice, it's, well, I, I I lost my cool. I guess I hate the Lord. No, you didn't. I think Jesus. I always like to say this. You think Jesus cleared out the temple with a nice attitude? Please stand back. I'm going to turn over these tables. Stand back and don't anybody stung with this whip here. Man, he cleaned it out. Pharisees got so mad. Who gave you this authority? He said, I'll ask you a question. So he, Jesus didn't do what everybody said. He's so humble and he's, he's so whatever, pious. He's pious Jesus. We see these goofy pictures of him like he's just emancipated. They said, you tell us who gave you this authority. And Jesus said, hmm, let me ask you a question. If you answer mine, I'll answer yours. Was John the Baptist, was he of God or not? And they go, crap. Didn't mean for him to mention that. If we say John the Baptist was from God, he's going to say, why didn't you believe him? Because see, they were the only ones that didn't get baptized. The rest of the world, the Romans even were getting baptized by John the Baptist. 
And so they go, uh, oh, they said, the King James says we cannot tell. No, it said they weren't going to tell. And so Jesus goes, I ain't going to tell you either. So if you don't want to tell somebody something, don't tell them. And don't feel like you're not a Christian. Well, you're not, you're not being Jesus-like. Oh, please. Stand your ground. Praise the Lord. Anyway. So anyway, he says, obey these commandments I'm giving you today because your obedience to the Lord, the Lord will keep his part of the contract in his tender love he made with your fathers. And he will love you and bless you, make you a great nation. Now look at this. Now we all got animals. Quit believing the vet saying, you know, you got your dog's going to die soon and get on the internet and find out if something. Look at this. He will make you fertile. Okay, there we are again. He'll give fertility to your ground. I mean, you get out there with that green thumb and start planting stuff around your yard, you're going to get hacked off. You're going to see some difficulty. And you know what you need to do? Instead of running back down there to Lowe's and asking everybody else, you have a God. He will help you. You've got these wonderful promises. Everything you stick in the ground should work, you know. Myrna had these doggone bees. I mean, it's not like the bees were all sick and stuff. She still had, even years later, still got bees showing up asking, are you going to build us a home? <laughs> you know what I mean? These bees are there. You know, it's not like sick bees. You know, look at that. You're animals. Hallelujah. Will Jesus take care of my little dog? You're animals. Just think. He wanted a pair of everyone on the boat. He didn't say, well, we can do without these. People start, you know, they, they, they need to put me first instead of these. See how we get so wrong. You take a good look at your dog. You take a good look at your animals or whatever. Or go look. You're going to figure out that, you know what? Amazing how God could create all this stuff. Certainly wasn't by chance and evolution. Good grief. Okay. Great flocks. Look at that. Wow. Oh, I skipped some. So, so that you'll have large crops. Now, this is your finances too. You got money in markets and stuff like that. It shouldn't be going the other way. Praise the Lord. Your stocks. Grapes. I mean, they, you know, you, this is stocks anyway. You got whatever. They sell oil and all this. Whatever. Anyway. Great flocks of sheep and goats when you arrive in the promised land. Your father, oh, oh. He promised your fathers to give you. Now, remember when they left Egypt, they didn't go broke. They had all their cattle. Whoa. They took all the gold. They had robbed, they robbed Egypt. Matter of fact, that last blow, when Pharaoh was chasing them with his chariots, they were going after their money. They lost all their money. It actually says so. Pharaoh then said, what did we do letting them have our silver and gold? Because <laughs> the Israelites had it all. I mean, they were loaded. I mean, what do we think of today? When I grew up, I was starting to learn about, well, that guy's Jewish. Filthy rich and Jewish. The Jews had all the money. Duh. Hello. Praise the Lord. So here we go. Now look, oh, look at this. You will be blessed above all nations of the earth. None of you, whether male or female, shall be barren. Gosh, is he trying to tell us something? Now look at this. It, uh, again, this is not the first time we heard this. I will take away all your sickness. If you are sick as a dog in the next few days, you need to remember these things. You're going to have thoughts thinking, oh, there must be a reason. It's probably something I ate. Whatever. Don't go there. And don't go there thinking he's, he, he's, he, he must be a reason. He allows these things to happen. Lord, I don't know. No, please don't go there. He will take away. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, you're my help. You're my help. Help me with my body right now. Help me. Help me. And he will. He'll not let you suffer any of the Egypt's, any of the diseases of Egypt you remember so well. Can anybody name one of the ones that hit them? They were really plagues, but one of them was a... Bulls, yeah. You ever look in the mirror and you go, what is that? Or 
What is that? What is that? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. He'll help you. Praise the Lord. I mean, that's a, that picture, that's as close as he is. Remember Jesus said, those that are well don't need a doctor, it's the sick. Okay, here we go. So anyway, I'll not let you suffer. Praise the Lord. Look at that. He'll give you, <laughs> he said, I'll give them to your enemies. Oh my goodness. You must not destroy all, no, excuse me. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God delivers you. Uh, when the, excuse me. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God delivers into your hand. Have no pity. Do not worship their gods. If you do, it'll be a sad day for you. Perhaps you will think to yourself, how can we conquer those nations? They're so more powerful than we are. Oh, praise the Lord. You got to remember, Jesus walked on water. He created everything. Don't, it's just fear. You've got to take, praise the Lord. I got help. I got help. Psalm 91, I'm standing in the shadow. Look at this. Don't uh, be, be not afraid of them. Just remember. See, this is why I found out this is so important. You've got to remember, Pharaoh, boy, he knocked his socks off. That's right. And he, that's right. Remember. Remember the terrors. Oh, and the Lord sent upon them. Your parents saw it with their own eyes and the mighty miracles and wonders and the power and strength of the Almighty. God used that to bring you out of Egypt. Well, the Lord your God will, look at that, will use this same might against the people you fear. Praise the Lord. Moreover, now isn't this cool? I mean, the Lord's so smart. God's going to send hornets out ahead of you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All the things you're worried about, maybe tomorrow, whatever, God's already way ahead of you. Can you imagine this? They're going, well, there's another city over there and commander so-and-so and whatever. They're all ready to go. Let's go over there. And they get over there. Everybody already left. What's going on? And <laughs> those people are running. They're swatting and carrying on. A bunch of hornets ran them out. Wow. Look at that. Don't be afraid of those nations for the Lord your God is among you and he is great and an awesome God. You know, we sing songs about that, and we don't even know it. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven and earth. And I don't read about Pharaoh. I don't know a single miracle. You know, I don't know nothing. It's, it's, I was there. used to sing all that stuff. Felt like we were supposed to sing it. And it's great to sing it, but we were never told what he did. He will cast them out a little at a time. He'll not do it all at once. For if he did, look at this. The wild animals would multiply too quickly and become dangerous. He'll do it gradually. And when you move in against, uh, uh, and you will move in against those nations and destroy them. Do you know when they got in the promised land? Day one, the manna quit. That's because Burger King was on every corner and it was all paid for. Crops were ready to go. They go, hey, Bill, you know how to run that backhoe? Yeah, I know. Yeah, get on that combine over there. Yeah, we got it. It's all theirs. Praise the Lord. Harvest time was already hitting the road. He'll deliver their kings into your hands. You'll erase their names from the face of the earth. No one will be able to stand against you. Wow. Burn their idols. Don't touch the silver or gold they're made of. Don't take it or it'll be a snare to you. It's, a hor it's horrible to the Lord your God. Don't bring an idol into your home. I mean, what would you want that for? Two-time the Lord? It'll seem, it, look at that, for, it, for then your doom is sealed, utterly detested. It is a cursed thing. Now, let me jump ahead just a moment. And I want to stop, but I want you to see something here. Oh, uh, Going to Luke, this is Luke's record about Jesus, but I want to jump right into it. Chapter 4. This is right after Jesus, uh, this is right after Jesus is baptized. Notice he left the Jordan River. He's out in the wilderness. He's tempted by Satan. Okay. Let's skip all that. And here we go. Jesus returned to Galilee full of the Holy Spirit's power. Soon he became well known 
throughout the whole region. His sermons in the synagogue, everyone praised. He came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, where he, as usual, he uh, in, to the synagogue on Saturday, he stood up and read the scriptures. Wow, that's what we've been doing. So we're just like Jesus this morning. The book of Isaiah, hello, we were in, oh, we were in what, Deuteronomy. The book of Isaiah was handed to him. He opened it. Now look what he says. It's the same thing you and I did. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's appointed me to preach good news to the poor. That means financial stuff, doesn't it? He sent me to heal. you you got to quit thinking he's not. That's where we've lost out on our relationship with Jesus. When you find out that he takes care of your sore throat, your nose, your headaches, your everything, earaches, no matter what they are. And I'll tell you, right, I had a ear. It's gone now, but my ear was hurting real bad this morning. But gone now, and I'd do the same thing I'm saying here. But if it was pounding, I'd still be doing it. Lord, fix this ear. I'm trusting you. I mean, what are you? Not there anymore? That's the way you negotiate with the Lord. Lord, you are there. Take care of me. It's, it's gone now. But anyway, uh, he closed the book, handed it. Oh, notice this. And that God's ready to give blessings to all that come. Praise the Lord. Help me today. He will. He closed the book, handed it to the attendant, sat down while everyone in the synagogue gazed at him intently. Look what he said. These scriptures came true today. Now all who were there spoke well of him and they were amazed at the beautiful lips that fell from his, lip, that fell from his lips. How can this be in this Joseph's son? Now, Joseph's son. In other words, they thought, who's this guy think he is? We know his daddy. Notice what Jesus said. You'll probably quote me that proverb. Physician, heal yourself. Meaning, why don't you do miracles here in your own hometown like you did in Capernaum's? Well, the reason is here they didn't believe. He went to the next town and did them. Didn't do them here. Look what these clowns did. Now, I don't believe that they were saying, oh, his beautiful words. They were shocked at what he said, okay? Because they're fixing to kill him, right? Watch what they do. This is his home church. Can you imagine that? Y'all try to kill me today? <laughs> I'm like, y'all ain't my friends anymore. <laughs> but, but watch this. That's what they do. Look what he says. I solemnly declare to you that no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. For example, now look at this. He just endorsed the book of Kings right here. Elijah, the prophet, used a miracle to help a, a, a widow, a Zarephath, a foreigner in the land of Sidon. Oh, that story is true. Wow. She had a son that died, and then he came back to life. There, and other times, she was broke, dirt broke too. There were, many Jewish, uh, yeah, there were many Jewish widows needing help in those days of famine, for there had been no rain for three and a half years, and hunger stalked the land. If you go read the story, stupid King Ahaz was running the country, and he was sending his kids to the fire. Remember the prophets of Baal? That's that story right there. Israel got so in the dirt worshiping idols, and Elijah went over there and he said, hey, tell you, we're going to tell you who's God today. Remember that story? You know, he said, hey, you get your little uh, uh, thing over here and, we'll, and I'll have my, I'll have my uh, altar over here with a cow on it. You get one over there and, and we'll just see which, which God answers by fire. And so they did and they were out there cutting themselves because theirs wasn't getting lit yet. And Elijah's over here saying, maybe your God's on the toilet. Read these stories. It's so funny. He was mocking them. Maybe he's on a journey. Maybe he's on the toilet. I love that. And then finally they quit. And then Elijah turned around and said, I'll show you. 
And he said, where's the God of it? He said, where's the God of Elijah? And all of a sudden, boom, fire fell down and blew it all up. But we go today, oh, it was an electrical fire storm, whatever. We have no concept that it was really God and his fire. Remember, the mountain was on fire at Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments. Everybody was scared. They heard God speak. That's why we got to tell ourselves these things really took place. So he says this, yet Elijah was not sent to them. Or think about Elisha, and here's Naaman, I love that story, uh, who healed Naaman, a Syrian, rather than the many Jewish lepers needing help. Boy, they, boy, it burned them, made them mad. They jumped up, they mobbed him, took him to the edge of the hill on which the city was built to push him over a cliff. This is your Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but remember, he's tough. But he walked through the crowd and left them. Boy, you didn't mess with him. Can you imagine? He let it. Here he is right here in this picture. He didn't look like a piece of dirt either. He dressed nice. Okay, he looked nice, just like this. He's like, y'all don't know what you're doing. Remember, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what to do. They get him all the way to the edge, and then he just turns. They didn't touch him. And his disciples were with him too. Boy, I tell you. So again, you see Jesus himself, he's blessed with those same blessings. Now watch this. He returned to another town, Capernaum, a city in Galilee. We'll stop here. He preached there every Saturday. The people were amazed at what he said. He spoke the truth and uh, instead of quoting opinions of others. While he was there, there was a guy possessed with a demon. Go away. We want nothing to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? <laughs> you know, demons know they're, they're toast. <laughs> yeah. I know who you are, the Son of God. Boy, Jesus said, be silent. And he told him, come out. And the demon threw the guy on the floor and he watched and he left him without hurting him. We're about done. Watch this. The people said, what is in this man's words? Even demons obey him. The, uh, the story of what he had done spread like wildfire. I guess so. Now look at this. He left the synagogue, went to Simon's home. He has a mother-in-law. She was very sick with a high fever. Well, it might be the Lord's will. Oh, please. He said, please heal her, everyone begged. Now, don't you know it would be a good opportunity that Lord... Now, look, I'm not Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, he is. He's far greater than Santa Claus. we got to go there. Next time you hear those thoughts, you say, praise the Lord, you're better than Santa Claus. What good is a fever? Anyway? You, you go to the doctor, the doctor goes, now look, we're doctors. Now, we're not Santa Claus. Now, today, we're running a special. You have to suffer for three or four more days. We could give you something, but we're not. That would be insane. They're trying to help. A nurse would, as soon as a stupid doctor got out of the room, the nurse would say, I'll get you what you need. Because they're compassionate. We think Jesus is just not compassionate when we think those ways. Look what he did. Standing over her bedside, he spoke to the fever, rebuking it, and immediately her temperature returned to normal. She got up, prepared a meal. Praise the Lord. When the sun went down, all villagers who had any sick uh, people in their homes, no matter what their disease were. Boy, you ought to capitalize on that because the devil's going to say, yeah, but this is special, this is special. You've got, you've got, you've got the da-da-da-da-da. You know, it, it's, it's rare. God, it's special. It doesn't matter what it is. Praise the Lord. Just tell Jesus to get it off of you. He brought them to Jesus and, and the touch of his hands, he healed everyone. Some of them were possessed by demons and the demons came out shouting, you're the son of God. Because he knew that, he stopped them. Anyway, early the next morning, notice this, everybody looked for them. and that's Anyway, you read the next story, healing. The next story, healing. The next story, healing. You go back to the speech of Moses, I'll take sickness from among you. David wrote and he said, the benefits of the Lord, Psalm 103. He forgives all my iniquities. Notice he forgives everything I do wrong. Second thing he says, he heals me every disease. David lived to be an old man. 
I'm going to do what he did. That's what the guy, that's, we're learning. That's what you do. Do what they did. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. It never changes. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we're not feeling good in our bodies, we're going to do like these guys did. Instead of getting mad at you and throwing you off a cliff, we're going to say, Lord, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Same thing's true financially. Help us, help us, help us. And the same thing's true if we're facing any other problem. Get us out of it, whatever it is. That doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave records and tell others how great things you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, hallelujah.